summertime is made up of great stories and stories that you can say back in the summer of 2023. And here's one, seeing a whale right next to where you're walking. Yeah, coming up right next to the shoreline. And this happened this week. Uh, one of the closest sightings ever of orcas swimming right beside, in this case, Gabriola Island over near Nanaimo, just feet from where people were on the shore. But is it all that rare? Or is it something that because of the world of social media, we tend to record, put on our phones because we all have those cameras and uh, and talk about uh, and share to a wider audience very quickly? Well, those are some questions I wanted to find out a little bit more about. And I turned to the Department of Fisheries and Oceans and talked with Sean McConaughey, who is the section head for Aquatic Ecosystems and Marine Mammal Science. And Sean, I have to ask uh, the most obvious question. Did you make that? What did you make of the video of an orca hugging the shoreline just off of Nanaimo? Rare or not so rare? Well, so I was just uh, looking at those videos again, and those were some uh, videos taken off of Gabriel Island, right off, uh, right off Nanaimo here. Um, I consulted with my colleague, Brianna Wright, uh, and confirmed that those whales specifically were transient killer whales, or also known as big killer whales. And transients are uh, killer whales that prey on other marine mammals, like seals and sea lions and porpoises. Um, so their uh, behavior of being close to shore isn't actually that unusual at all, and that's where they would likely find their prey, uh, and in that area specifically harbor seals. When these things hit social media, it's almost like a surprise each and every time, but it still gets a lot of attention. And uh, we also saw some reports earlier this year of orcas coming very close to the Vancouver area. Is it the same sort of deal, the transient ones coming in looking for food? Probably most likely. Uh, I, I don't quite remember that, that specific sightings um, in the Vancouver area, but probably likely transients. Certainly over the last five to ten years, we've seen an increase uh, of observations of um, transient killer whales in the Salish Sea. Um, and that's, uh, we don't exactly have an exact abundance estimate, so we're working on that, um, but they certainly are here in the area more frequently than they were, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, and I find that interesting, uh, the increase, and I wonder if that is more anecdotal with uh, social media or more people being aware, or if there is really a belief that there are more orcas or transient orcas coming into our area. What do you think? What is the research, the best that you could come to having a good idea? What do you think it's telling us? Well, certainly the uh, ecosystem is, uh, continues to change. And um, the, I'm, 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 I strongly believe that the numbers of transits is certainly going up. Certainly there's way more effort out on the waters, both uh, formally and informally. Um, and through social media, we see a lot, get a lot more of those reportings. Um, I think it's a, it bodes well that uh, the ecosystem is actually uh, maybe on an uptick in terms of um, uh, sufficient uh, means, sufficient groceries for these animals to, uh, to be back in our waters. But the food supply is there. We're seeing more of it now. Is that due to conservation efforts? What's going on? Well, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good question. So if you look at you know, one, one of the prey items, harbor seals, uh, so certainly throughout the Strait of Georgia, um, back in the early 70s, the populations were very low. 
Um, since since then, there's been conservation efforts and, and reduced, or in fact, elimination of any hunting uh, or commercial harvest of those animals. And so those populations have rebounded, and they um, have been stable at uh, relatively high levels for the last 30 or 40 years. So the killer whales, you know, they, they live a long time, so it takes a while for their numbers to rebound as well. And, and what we're trying to determine, whether those killer whales, those transient killer whales, that are coming back into the Strait of Georgia um, are not just being moving from an area, another area of the coast or whether uh, it's an increase in abundance. And, and our current thoughts are that it certainly is an increase in abundance. I also know that there are many more regulations now than, say, 20 years ago on both sides of the border when it comes to protecting whales, especially in terms of marine traffic, your large freighters, your cruise ships, well, even some smaller boats. Are you monitoring that at the DFO? Is it having any sort of impact, do you think? Well, uh, that, that, that's absolutely right. You know, there has been an increase in regulations uh, and voluntary measures by all different shipping sectors. Um, most of our efforts on that area have been on southern resident killer whales, um, which are uh, endangered and currently number 75. So a totally different ecotype than, than what was videoed just the other day. Um, and we have been, uh, done, the government's, you know, have very significant investments in terms of the research, uh, understanding the, the level of impact and what those impacts are uh, from shipping, uh, from acoustic disturbances, uh, reduced and addressing the threats of reduced prey availability and contaminants. Those resident ones are the ones that we're seeing fewer of, right? Well, it's, it's not uh, quite. We also actually have, there's actually a total of, there's three ecotypes. And, um, there's residents, and they're comprised of two groups. Southern residents and northern residents, and they eat fish, predominantly Chinook. Then we have uh, transients, also called bigs, and they eat marine mammals. Then we have another ecotype that's called offshore, and which are typically found offshore. And we think they eat sharks, uh, predominantly, um, but we don't see those very often. Certainly the, uh, and here's a real conundrum about the residents, is that in the southern residents, the population has declined quite dramatically over the last 20 years by about 25%, uh, and is sort of we say struggling, I guess, uh, whereas northern residents that also eat salmon, their population continues to grow uh, and at a pretty uh, consistent and steady pace. That's so it, interesting. It's a why, yeah, yeah. Do we have any hypothesis? Yeah. Well, I, I think the main issue, there's uh, some hypothesis around genetic bottlenecks. I think the uh, we've demonstrated that the three threats, primary threats identified for the southern residents around acoustic disturbance, um, reduced prey availability and contaminants. Those three things are working together to limit the uh, recovery of southern residents. The northern residents, um, again, they, they face similar threats, but at different levels and different frequency. So that might be the, the driver. Over the course of the summer, when people do see unusual different sorts of activities, orcas, of uh, whatever type in different areas where they're not usually there. Is there a method for them to report such sightings? Is it through the DFO or something else? Yeah, so the best, the best approach is, uh, again, maintain your distance uh, from any uh, marine mammal because we don't want to be uh, impacting them. But there's a group called the BC Cetacean Sighting Network um, online, and they have a 1-800 number where you can report into them uh, and they will take that information. And we use, uh, not only we DFO, but many researchers use that information to understand density and distribution and dispersion of different marine mammal species.